When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You heard me. Oh, by the way, I just, when we were in break there, I just checked out a couple of messages. Apparently, Malcolm McDowell's available for interviews. Guys, Malcolm McDowell's one great actor. There's no question. Yeah, I think uh, Wednesday he's available for the beginning or for the family hour. Well, for the family? Yeah, yeah, 9, or well, 9.30 to 11 or something like that, uh, Eastern. Right. Yeah, we got to get that book because he's, uh, he's been on a million times. I just, uh... oh, by the way, you guys kind of were the first ones to do this, but I have had literally three, four, five people stop me on the street and go, I didn't know you knew Dr. Phil. It's like, did you ever <laughs> listen to the KQ Morning Show, you dumb bastard? <laughs> No, it's I, like I said. I feel very, very lucky in my life of meeting all these people, and it's not like we're best of friends or anything. We right. we know each other on a professional basis, not a friendship. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm friendly to him, and he's friendly to me, but it's not like, hey, Tom, you want to come over for dinner tonight? It's yeah. not like that. <laughs> yeah, know? but even like Doctor Phil, like of all the random celebrities, it's like. Yeah, there's are some that are surprising, like uh, Dave Coulier. I got to meet him working at the House of Comedy. Great guy. And it was like, yeah, the cut it out guy. Okay, yeah. all right. Like he's a huge hockey fan and like plays in this mm-hmm. men's league every year. And oh, so, nice. yeah, you just get to know yeah. random little things about celebrities. It's fun. No, he came in and spent the entire morning, entire three and a half hours with us about three, four years. No, mm. God, it must be six, seven years ago now because it was before COVID. Yeah. But he could not be a nicer guy. Yeah, and his kind of stardom was a little weird because obviously being Full House and then Fuller House came out. And so he'd go on stage, and he's kind of more of a dirty comedian. And all these little kids would show up to his shows with Full House shirts on. Like, Uh we want to meet Dave Coulier. Like, they're not even old enough to get into the club, but they just stand outside. He signs autographs, takes pictures, and then, yeah, off they go. So it was fun. Very nice guy. No, he's a great guy. No question about it. I just... um... You know, there there are a few of them that, well, I my example, I, I can never remember his name because he's such a big prick, I always forget his name. Oh, uh, Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. You, <laughs> see, Devin knows exactly who I'm talking about. And I know it's, a, it's not an intentional blockage, but mm. I need a blockage. He was such a prick to everybody that I can never remember his name. Isn't that sad in a way? Yeah, and you get, like, 
the high maintenance ones as well. Like I remember working with Rob Schneider and he was just yeah. the most high, like nice guy meant well, but it was one of the most high yep. maintenance. I'm running to, yep. you know, Whole Foods cause he needs a very specific brand of Apple. <laughs> Otherwise the show can't go on. <laughs> yeah. Not this cheese, Tevin. Oh yeah. Like, I know. Thought he was going to cuss me out. And then he offered me a job on his uh, Netflix show. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> None for you. No. <laughs> You know, that's funny because I used to hear from him all the time and he'd come in and do all the rest of it. But since he put out that special, I haven't heard a word from him. So I, I'm assuming he's busier than the son bitch. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, he's always been a nice enough guy, you know, mm-hmm. coming in the studio and hanging out and doing all that stuff. Um, I got to tell you guys up front, because uh, we just did it last night, we're on episode three of Letter Kenny. We yep. talked about that. Oh, a I bit. love Letter Kenny, yeah. Uh, I had to turn on the, uh, the readout on what the hell they were saying because. <laughs> The subtitles? The subtitles, yes. I had, to turn, I had no idea what the hell they were even... Like, what the hell are you saying? But the great thing about that is when... In episode two, when those two young women start blasting the two young men on the comedy stage, oh, mm-hmm. my God. that was, I could see how some people would hate that show. Oh, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. The back and forth is terrific. Yeah, it absolutely is. And who's the guy that wants to beat everybody up? What's his name? He's a younger guy. He doesn't, whenever he talks, he kind of just talks like this. He doesn't really open his mouth. The main char- is he the main character guy, Wayne? Yeah, well, yeah, I think maybe it is Wayne. Wayne, yeah. I think that's right. But he's always wanting to beat the piss out of somebody, <laughs> his girlfriend or sister or who to. Like I said, we're only a few episodes in, so I don't yeah. know all the characters yet. For sure. Mm-hmm. But the big, big heavy farmer guy who adds an S to every word. Squirrely Dan. Uh, yeah, Squirrely Dan, exactly. Fun, not like, Tevins, what you doing? AJ's here, and AJ's is a, a, a. I mean, yeah. honestly, he puts an S on the end of everything. I loves me some yams. As a. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so, so much great television right now, it's unbelievable. It's, it really is nice to have so many choices. Um, but, yeah, I could see how some people wouldn't care for Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. But Catherine, I think it's terrific. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. If you win, but, you know. We're only a few episodes in, but it's just so different that I find it refreshing and entertaining because of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit of a different uh, – it, it's very heavy. Like, action-wise, there's not a lot that happens, but it's just the, the, right. the writing, I think, carries that very heavily. It's very strong writing. When I do the first live commercial in two minutes, can I go, Mize Pillows, like Squirrely Dan? I think so. I think, I, I like I think Mike would be fine with you doing that. Mike's Lindell's. <laughs> He's put an S on the end. He does. He puts an S on the end of every word. <laughs> How would you get to that point in your head going, I need to put an S at the end of everything? Yeah, I don't know. What would you – is that – it's not a speech impediment, but it's like a – It's almost like a tick? Yeah, like what, I don't know what would cause that. I don't know either. It probably Let's makes – with mental illness. Makes for a tough childhood. <laughs> Something might be knocked, uh, knocked a little loose. <laughs> Yeah, some guy knocked a little loose, a little mental illness there. You know what I'm saying. It all works out in the end. And there's a lot of really good TV. But Letterkenny, it's not, like I said, it's not for everyone, but uh, it was recommended. Catherine, I've watched a few. We really like it because it is so unusual. Mm-hmm. And it is funny, but I just cannot understand the damn word they're saying because someone just talked like this and they don't open their mouth at all. They don't mouth, uh, open your mouth for Christ's sake when you talk. <laughs> Do you know anybody like that, by the way, that doesn't open their mouth when they talk? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I who, do. Who, who was that actor that you were telling us about that was going to be? 
He's gonna be on the sh- on the show last week, and then they just never oh. called in. I can't remember his name. No, it was. I know who you're talking about. You said he always sits back in his chair and says, talk like this. Oh, who was who was that? I don't remember. I can't that. remember now. Uh, Martin Cove. Martin Cove. Oh, Martin. And he turned he out to be the, a really good guest. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on the Family Hour, and I was like, "Is this the same guy that Tom was talking about earlier?" Is <laughs> disengaging. He's never been that open to me. I mean, I literally have interviewed Martin Cove a few years ago, you know, because he's on Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed him, and he brought a woman with him, and when I would ask him a question, he would talk to her, and then she would talk to me. It's like, what? <laughs> what the hell is that now? Hey, Why are we doing this? Yeah. Hey, Martin, how's it going today? Hey, can you tell Tom that I'm doing good? Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah Tom. Give him this one. Give him the okay <laughs> sign. And uh, Yeah, I don't know. But I, I thought when he appeared last week, he was just terrific, very forthcoming. I think he, like everybody else, wishes that, uh, that our college system and our political system and our money system would shut the hell up and let us live our lives and stop pitting each other against one another. That'd be really great. Uh, be happy, man. Go home, hang out with your family, whatever. Uh, have a good time. Go and have a little dinner. I, I literally, I'm trying to just avoid anybody way left or way right. I just, who needs it, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. The sec- usually, like anytime this, like somebody starts to talk about politics, it's like getting like one of those spray bottles for training dogs. And you're like, yeah, like no, <laughs> no, don't do it. No, right in the face. Down right boy. in the face. <laughs> And put a just a little touch of Hylex in there. Little, what the hell is I, I don't know what Hylex is. You never heard of Hylex? No, is that Hylex. that's it's gotta be like bleach. a cleaning? Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like a cleaning solution. Okay, it is. Yeah, it's bleach. A little bleach in your eyes. What do you think of that? Take that home with you. I was, I was expecting you to be like put a little vinegar in there. Or something. Yeah, that's fine. Like, no, fine. Vinegar is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hylex and vinegar mixed together. That might explode though. Actually, if you put Hylex and vinegar, yeah. That wouldn't be good, I don't no, think. Would not recommend mixing we'll water it down a little bit. A little bit. We've got to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Judd is with us right after this. Mize Pillows, Mike's Lindell's. I can't do the whole thing as Larry Kenny. I just can't do it. I can't do it, man. Mike Lindell and my pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all of your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM. And you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets. We just got them. They're phenomenal. They just arrived. They won't last long. Six-pack towel sets, only $29.98. And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA, on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything's on sale from the brand-new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM, and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. 
We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? We're just talking about that, as a matter of fact. You want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want. Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination Key West grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. I love Litchfield. I told you that before. Starting out helping his friends uh, find homes locally and in Florida, and now he can help you. If you've considered living in the warmth of Florida, now's the time to reach out to your new friend in realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesotan friend, Matt, can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends and contact Matt and Kristen. By the way, the only reason I didn't say I love Sartell and Alexandria, it's right next to Long Prairie where I was born. So it's just a given. That's a wonderful place. You know what I mean? Maybe you're looking for a second home or retirement place in Florida. Trust your new local friends and contact Matt and Kristen. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That is OneKeyWest.com. Or call Matt at 612-791-2345. 612-791-2345. And work with local professionals that I'm telling you, you can trust. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. And we're back. And Judd Zolgads are with us. Judd for the defense. I like the, the voice. Judd for the defense of the of the twins. That's what your new job is this morning. Well, um, all right. I'm going to have to do some work then. <laughs> I'm going to have to get after. I'm, I'm going to have to really do some work. I'm going to have to bear down here. You will love this. I'm sitting around a house last night, and I'm talking to... Matter of fact, I haven't ta- talked to... Uh, Talk to people. I've been running around like a madman lately and all the rest of it. So I'm talking to some friends last night. Michael Bryant and I talked for about a half an hour. He's been so busy and I've been so busy. We haven't talked in about a month. So that was nice. And then I get a call from Bilski. While I'm talking to Michael Bryant, I get two calls from Bilski. And I said, I'll just call him back after. I'm done Mm -hmm. with this. Mm -hmm. So I call him back and he goes, Tommy, 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 Tommy. You're after the Twins after their very first spring training game? I said, Yes, I am, Michael. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, Judd, you missed it yesterday, but Tom swore off the twin season yep. as as a full-on disaster after <laughs> a game against the a college kids and a loss yeah. to the to the Red Sox so, this past week. Yeah, we're already looking forward to 2025. Yes. Well, no, hold hold on a second. They, they beat the Pirates on Saturday. They did, yeah, but they lost to Boston. Split yeah. squad. Oh, I'm sorry. You lost to split squad. You suck. And then they lost to uh, the Yankees yesterday. Big in, in time. Tampa. Well, they took a two nothing lead with with the guys that they did take to Tampa, and then uh, they took out their guys. And I, the Yankees played, I think, most of their actual real lineup, and uh, you know, they scored a, what a run. So yep. But boy, I, it's it's early for even me to write them off after. Uh, I'm how, not. How can they get you back? Look, I'm the same guy. Whether it's dressing. Let me pick somebody. It wouldn't be the one of you three guys. I'm trying to think of something. I couldn't be my wife because, you know, she's right in the other room and I could get hit in the back of the noggin with a, like a... Hammer. Throws a shoe. A shoe, maybe something like that. Uh-huh. I, if I love something as much as I love the Minnesota Twins, uh, 
I will go after them every chance I get because when you lose and you suck, I feel terrible, and it's your fault. It's just like when I see my best friend and I go, yeah, nice shirt. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? I got you. Yeah, I got you. Well, I love the twins too much. That's my problem. You're holding them to a standard. That's correct. That's exactly yeah, it, right. It's spring trading. You got a month of you got a month of a standard that you know what you'll forget about opening day. You'll forget all about so. it on opening I day. Hope so. Look, I mean that stadium is my it is my favorite baseball stadium in America. Now, I haven't been to them all, but I've been to a lot of them. I love that stadium. I love the team, the whole shooting match. It just they need to get a lot better very quickly because they're not very good right now. Well, if you saw during. Uh, the, the game, it was actually, it leaked out that they have acquired an outfielder from the Los Angeles Dodgers, Manuel Margot. Really? Yes, yes, who is going to be the insurance in their mind, I think, for if Buxton gets hurt, which is good. They needed this really badly. I mean, they just, they really didn't have someone who could replace Buxton if Buxton get, gets hurt. Right. And the good thing is he is a right-handed bat, which is also they, mm-hmm. they are really heavily left-handed and can play all three outfield positions. So he can replace um, either Kepler in right field or Walner in left field, or he can just, you know, if Buxton gets hurt, which I'm banking on probably happening at some point in time here, sure. can play out there. So the only problem was a couple of years ago, he suffered a pretty serious knee injury, and he has not been as good in the outfield really since then. But that's that's the one concern that I came across. But yeah. beyond that, at least this gives them this gives them a, a, a insurance policy that they had to address. Okay, so if he grew up on Plymouth Avenue in North Minneapolis, he mm-hmm. would have one of two nicknames: mm-hmm. either he would be Chateau, or he'd be Kidder. Because Chateau Margot is a phenomenal red wine. And Margot Kidder, you remember her. Oh, God, yeah. So either you're going to be Chateau or you're going to be Margot. Or you already Margot. You'd be Kidder. Kidder. I... Hey, Kidder, what's happening? What? I sort of like Chateau. Chateau's pretty classy. I mean, that's a very classy. Yeah, Chateau yeah. Margot, baby. Yeah. <laughs> See, now, here, here's what I like about that. That's a real nickname. There's nothing yes. that drives me more crazy than, and I mean, it, th- this has been the case for a long time now. When did we start to consider variations of your name a nickname? Oh, I hate that. So, a perfect example of that. That's why I used the name Catman. It was uh, Jim Chanel's idea. But he wanted me to use the slug, the slug line, the, the, the cell line. And he was the program director at 1500 KSDP. Okay. Okay. He says, I want you to use the name Catman. Because you got that gravelly voice, and you know you could be like a lion or whatever. I'll call you Catman, and I even got a great slug line you can use at the top of every hour. And he really did want me to use this. I never did, but he wanted me to say at the top of every hour, fifteen hundred KSDP. You're listening to the Catman, looking for some pussy. <laughs> no. Oh, oh you're. Uh, oh no, he he did. He wanted me to say oh, that my God. every hour. It's like no, I don't think so. I think I'll. All right. I'll veer off the road on that one. It was the 70s. It was the 70s. You're it was the 70s, so it was a little bit different than it would be now. Now now the entire staff would be just uh, dismissed immediately. But uh, <laughs> Yes, exactly right. Oh, my God. You couldn't, you couldn't do it now. But, uh, yeah, that is um, – boy, that's interesting. That's a great story. Said, well, I just meant a guy who's kind of a candy ass. That's what I mean by pussy. It's like, yeah, sure you did. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no problem. Yeah. 
God. But in any case, that's hey, that's the businessman. So Chateau Margot. Or Margot Kidder. Which one you going? You going Chateau? I, I like Chateau. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm voting Chateau. Margot. Yeah, all right. And, Unanimous there. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you guys. Like the Judd, the variation of your name as a nickname. Nicknames have definitely fallen off. Yeah. In yeah. recent years, like back in the day, you used to have great nicknames, especially in sports. Well, everybody. Like, I mean, found a list where like Jared uh, Lorenzen, the former quarterback for. I mean, he was a journeyman quarterback, but he was a big. Guy and he was left-handed, so they just called him the hefty lefty. Mm-hmm. Like you don't oh, get him like, like you don't get him like that anymore. No. I like that though. I like hefty lefty. No, that's really yeah. good. But, but I, I mean, way, way back when you you think about the old like baseball <clears throat> nicknames, mm-hmm. they were fantastic. They were. There's no question about. It. And by the way, another reason that I veered off into getting nicknames and all that kind of stuff, like Catman and all that deal, my nickname all through. M- Grade school, junior high, and my one year of high school, my nickname was Barney. Get it? Barnard. We shortened that to oh, Barney. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of guys named Barney in North Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. happening too much. So, yeah, I didn't care much for Barney, but, you know. That's yeah, that's and, and it's not a nickname. It's just a variation of your last, you know, it's just exactly. a play off your last name. It's not Catman is a great Catman nickname. Once in a while, I will have a listener send me an email that contains lines from that 1500 KSTP show. Oh, my God. I can't believe I got away with some of that stuff. Because, I mean, it was all like, 15 KSTP. It was like I growled everything out. I sounded like I was mentally ill, which I am. But, you know. (laughs) But that's not the point there. That's not the point. So what what did you play? Uh, What was the format? It was t- top 40, pretty okay. much. Top 40. Nap and Bush in the morning became, uh, you know, other things because, un- unfortunately. Did you guys ever know Charlie Bush? Probably I remember not. the show on nope. KS95, right, eventually? It went to KS95? Yes. That's exactly uh, right. But, no, I, I I didn't know those guys. But, yeah, Nap and Donuts, of course. And, and, of course, Bush and Donuts are both gone on to other things and other dimensions. But Yep. I tell you what, once again, I just got so lucky in my life. I happened to be 18 years old looking for a job, and 1,500 KSTP went from, I believe, last to second place in the market in 90 days. That's pretty damn amazing when you think of that. Oh, absolutely. So tip of the cap to uh, all the people over there at Hubbard. and Absolutely. Kent was the, uh, he was the guy that kind of, I suppose the specialist, the nicest guy in the damn world. It was, I'm once again, a very lucky guy to have started at 1500 KSTP. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, was was Nap and Donuts the last, uh, I, I don't know if they were atop the ratings, but were, were they the last big morning show before you started at KQ? Uh, they and, and Boone and Erickson at CCO. Okay. But FM, it was them, right? It was definitely them. Yes, absolutely. And that was right before you started. I That's I recall correct. that in high school, because I recall that that they they were I don't know that, that they were super popular with teenagers, but I think that they were very popular. So oh, it was a big show. It was a good yep. show too. It was very very good. Mm-hmm. It could be funny as hell. And no, I, one thing I will tell people, and I've told people over and over and over, when you talk television or radio, I always thought the top two markets, and I still do think they're the top two markets, are Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Chicago. 
phenomenal television people and really great radio people. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I maybe is it because it's the Midwest? Well, I mean, it's not to say taking anything away from New York or Los Angeles because I had friends that worked there too. That's not what I'm saying. But particularly news television, Chicago mm-hmm. is the best market in the country, followed by Minneapolis-St. Paul. It's really good. Do you think people know that? I, well, I don't know if people care now as much, but they certainly yeah, used true, to. Yeah, true, Like, I, I, I don't know, you know, the, the, the dynamic of, of local TV news, I think, has changed so much. But, like, the era you're talking about, it was a huge deal. It was huge, Absolutely. Ron Majors, then Paul Majors. Yeah, I mean, Ron we, Majors. We, phenomenal. Although he made fun of me on the show once because I was playing on the 1500 KSTP football team, the touch football team, and we won a big game. I had very long hair, and I intercepted a ball and returned it for a touchdown. And Ron Majors on, na- on television goes, I had no idea he was athletic. <laughs> Did <he> really? <laughs> yes. It's like, thanks, Ron, you pill. Those two were uh, were major smartasses, though. Oh, God, yes. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Because you got Passolt involved because he was the sports guy yep. over on Channel 11 with Paul Majors. And it's just, yeah, some great people. No question about it. Well, Ian Leonard's still over at number nine. Mm-hmm. He's one of two people over there that talks to me. So that's good. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. You just spent, you just spent time praising local TV news. Why wouldn't they all talk to you? They should love I, you. Because I'm, I, I, I don't lean far enough either to the left or to the right. There are people, unless you agree with everything I say, I hate you. What? No, I've had a different life than you have. It's not possible unless I'm lying. Well, and plus, if, if that was the case with me, then you would, you know, then I don't think I, I would talk to or be talked to by a soul. Yeah, you kind of hang out in the middle. Well, yeah, very much. That's so. what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I just, I've tried both sides, and I just. They, Plus, I like to poke. You know, I like to poke. I like to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's more fun to poke, I right? I mean, I don't care what my stance is. I it's more, it's more fun just to like get the needle in a little bit there and uh, bug people. I guarantee you that the two big ones that would be CNN and Fox. I guarantee you they watch each other's shows before they go on the air because they try to break at the same time, but sometimes they're off by a minute or two. I guarantee you they watch the other channel and they come back and like, that place over there is a goddamn disaster. Like, it, this is not all-star wrestling. Settle down. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, it, cer- it certainly feels like it at times. Well, it does. No that's, a good compa- that's actually a really good comparison. So I'm looking at all your, your little characters behind you over your left shoulder there, and I'm just telling you, man, I need those people to start bobbing their noggins. Well, you know, you got to give it some time here, too. I I, I'm telling you're you, you're right. going to forget spring training. You're going to get, they, once spring training, for, first of all, it's too long. So, like, it's great when baseball yeah. starts, right? It's like, oh, man, baseball's back in about three weeks into spring training. You're like, can, can we see a real game with real, with regulars the entire time? <laughs> so, what is it? It's the end of March at Kansas City. They open the season. Mm-hmm. Give your angst until then. Don't yeah. waste your angst on this crap. Yeah, Tom, in the 2008 uh, Detroit Lions, undefeated in the regular season. Tigers. Yeah. No, Detroit right. Lions. Oh, we're talking football. football. No, just for a reference. Okay. Right, just for a reference. Right, right, right. Undefeated. Oh, or they were undefeated in the preseason for football. Preseason, yeah. Yep. Lost every single game in the regular season. So, 
you know, don't put a lot of stuff <laughs> into spring training and preseason games. Yeah, yeah hold that egg. <laughs> yeah. I do understand that. There's no question about it. I just, I, I don't know of a bigger Twins fan than me. I love the Minnesota Twins, and I have since I was nine years old, man. Well, I just love that team. I do appreciate the fact that you hold them to a standard, though, because I feel like I do, sports yeah. fans yep. today fail to do that. They just love a team, and then they're like defend them to the death. And uh, I, I would, I far prefer to be tough on the ones that you love, especially in sports. Yeah. Yeah. Because then at least there's an expectation. And I got good news yesterday. I understand Mr. Herbeck's returning to the show for this baseball season, which I'm glad to hear. Very nice. That is the ticket. I love Ken Herbeck. Don't tell him I said that. You can tell him I like him, but I adore Ken Herbeck. He's what a great guy. You talk about a smart ass. There's a smart oh, ass. Oh, he could be a little <laughs> bit of a smart ass. There's no question about it. But that right. and Timmy Laudner, you know, Roy Smalley, those guys have been such great friends over the years. It's not like we hang out every day. It's not what I'm talking about. But I would consider all of them to be friends. Timmy Laudner and I used to play a lot of golf together, and then he would embarrass me every time because he'd get hit it twice as far as I could. But other than that, it was fun. You talk about a, 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 a big man, Tim that boy, Oh, yeah, that boy can hit a golf ball about 700 miles, no doubt about it. He's really good. Oh, I bet he is. Yep, he is, no doubt about it. That's the problem with, with guys who are uh, uh, natural athletes. Yeah. You just like watch them do things, and you just like, you son of a, you know what? <laughs> that seems so unfair because it, it comes naturally to you, and you know, I I ba- I can barely get by in sports. One of my favorite things we can close on this is out at Bear Path about maybe twenty five years ago. I don't know when when did Bear Path open? It was about twenty five years ago, wasn't it? Probably longer than that now. Well, maybe right? thirty now. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say thirty. So uh, yeah. They had 90s. just opened up, and Kent, Kent, uh, actually, John Castino talked oh, yeah. me into joining the club. Johnny and I were great friends for a long time. I haven't talked to him in a while now, but we show up on Halloween to play the special Halloween round because it was nice enough out to play golf, uh-huh. which at the end of October isn't always the case. Mm-hmm. We show up, we're walking to the tee, and here comes Herbeck wearing a halo. A glowing halo, and he wore it the entire round. I was like, "Okay, Kent, I see you're an you're a golf angel, are you?" Yep, <laughs> yep. But I bet he crushed a few beers too. Oh, he might have had a beer. It's all true, no question <laughs> about it. All right, Pally. Any closing words? No, I'll talk to you guys uh, t- tomorrow. And 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 remember, remember, it's only spring training. Don't you waste your angst. Give me a call during. If they get down by like more than five, you got to call and leave my Tom. Settle down. Yeah. Because I know I'll be having a fit. Yeah. I I will do that. I I will be your personal a twins therapist. That's because you're a true friend. That's why. Well, I try. All right, Pally. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you guys. Bye. We shall take a break. Be right back. A little Chris Eggert coming up next. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car, too. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future, which, again, every night I watch the national news, and they say you are not going to be able to make the cut unless you use a financial advisor if you just... You try to do it yourself, it's not going to work anymore. And and everybody's going to need one. I, that's right off the national news. So that's the deal. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert. 
And he should be yours, too, for the very reasons I just said, because everybody needs one national news. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market, the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. It'll make you feel better. You'll be much more at ease, I'll tell you. I am. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant. LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance and no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions of Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard's a paid endorser. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365 day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. In addition to having the best selection in town, K&L Surplus and Ammo also can help you sell your firearms safely and worry-free, of course. If you've inherited a collection of firearms from a loved one and don't know what to do with them, or if you have guns you're no longer using, you can call Jim at K&L Surplus and Ammo. Jim can help you sell those firearms safely through consignment and, of course, auction. I know Jim. He's extremely knowledgeable, will help you get the top dollar, which is very important, obviously. He will help you explore all the options and take the work and stress off of your shoulders. Jim's taking all the stress off your shoulders. I said so. K&L Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive and Line of Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.klgunstore.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Hello, just before Chris Eggert comes on, there's that screaming guitar. That's how you deliver the news. That's me playing a riff. That's you playing a riff? Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. I see that AJ believes it. Rock on, baby. <laughs> Rock on, man. Where did that come from with people doing this? What is that? I don't know. I think, is it like devil horns? Is that what it's supposed to be? Hook'em horn, a devil horn, yeah, I don't know. Hook'em horns. Too sweet? That's a wrestling game. I've been at many a Motley Crue concert doing this crap, though, I'll tell you that right now. Exactly. I worked a lot of places where I did this a lot. Anyway, thank you very much. Great to be here. Oh, yeah, big, I I was just doing this, pick my nose. That's why I was doing that. 
Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation at 952-925-5608. Don't you love it when you meet guys, especially old men, and they're talking to you, and they haven't done the trimming in a while, and as they're talking to you, they go like this. Yeah, I was talking to the guy. This long hair hanging out of their nose. <laughs> listen, I just love that. Listen, it is a concern listen. as we age. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, you, like, wake up, and there'll be this rogue hair that you – it. Like, oh, yeah. it must have grown five inches in the middle of the night. And like, where, <laughs> the, where the hell did that come from? I, I swear this wasn't here yesterday. It's true. I have a guy who lives in my building. Uh, Tevin, you'll be happy to know he's a black man in America today. Always. 97 years old. He wears his United States Marine Corps hat every day, fought in the Korean War. And 97, he looks like he's about maybe 60. I'm not kidding you. He, one of the nicest men. I don't know that I'd want to, at 97, I don't know if I'd want to tangle with him. I'm just telling you. Now, anybody that made it through the Korean War or World War One, II, Two, Vietnam, Vietnam, whatever, yeah. I'm not yep. messing with you. Yeah. No. Gold Fury. <laughs> but he's one of the nicest guys in the world. His name is Andrew. Just a really great guy. So I just thought I'd give, you know, a 97-year-old his due when I say, I don't know that I'd want to go toe-to-toe with a 97-year-old man. That's all no. I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what's happening, Chris Eggert? Everyone's going on strike, Tom. Uh, yeah, that, no, i I got to ask you this. I'm not glad you brought that up because I saw it on the national news this morning. The auto industry has huge problems because the ownership wants to support Biden and the workers want to support Trump. So they're having a huge problem. What are and they going to do about that? And they've already had problems coming to labor agreements, too. Yes, so yes. there's, yeah, uh, that's definitely um, a concern on the national level. And I know that both of the candidates had spent quite a bit of time trying to pander to each of the groups, too. Right. So yep. it's, um, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty complicated i was going to talk about we've got the saint paul public school teachers are sure considering it because they're not uh they're not coming to any kind of agreement and that comes right after their superintendent who's very highly regarded is going to be leaving and going to madison wisconsin which is a big blow to saint paul public schools well minnesota is leaning pretty nuts right now so i understand I mean, it's his, uh, he's originally from Madison. So I think oh, that's okay. why he's, yeah, there you go. Uh, and then Tevin, you brought, we'd brought up some um, municipal workers strike last mm-hmm. week or, or that they were talking about it. There's a new group of um, workers in all or all over the twin cities that I think that was uh, city of Minneapolis centric, but this is all over the twin cities who are threatening to strike too, because they've not been able to come up with anything. So um, 8,000 janitors, security workers, front desk staff are all part of a union and or several unions that are combined. And, and they're they're trying to come up with something, too. So there's lots of strikes on the horizon, potentially. Yeah, it does seem that way. Is it, it Does this have to do with the cost of a loaf of bread now? Is that the, the important thing? Are people not making enough money to get by? Well, I think the cost, you know, cost of living adjustments always yeah. going to be one of the one of the biggest arguments. I know the St. Paul school teachers are asking for for more mental health staff to help the kids right. um which makes sense and uh i was hearing that the teachers part of their push is that other teachers around the country have been getting 
these pay increases and sometimes in southern states which generally don't pay as well and don't usually bend to those kinds of demands but they are so that's sort of one of their um, bargaining points i guess or leverage points i guess yeah, I, I could understand that, no question. I saw in the national news last night something. I, I didn't listen to the whole story. I just kind of caught it at yeah. the very end. Minnesota's expecting 100,000 people who cross the border to come to the state? <clears throat> Holy. I didn't hear that. Yeah, apparently it was just it just came to fruition yesterday. It hasn't come to fruition yet, but it was brought up yesterday that up to eight, between 80,000 and 100,000 people who cross the border are going to end up in Minnesota because it's, what do they call that state against? Not to, you know, to free Oh, state we're, uh, um, we're a, uh, sanctuary yeah. state. Sanctuary state. Yeah. There you <clears> go. Or sanctuary city. I don't know that we're, a, I don't know the whole state, but I know, yeah, I think, right. I think Minneapolis is a sanctuary city. So how does that affect every day? I mean, obviously if you get 80 to a hundred thousand people coming to your state, they're going to have to get jobs somewhere and they're not going to ask for all that much money because compared to where they came from, they'd be making a ton more money anyway. So how's that going to affect all the workers and all the rest? Yeah, of that's 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 a good point. I mean, it's I know, be tough. I, you know, that the immigration and the border issue is such and nobody wants to touch it. Right. Like everybody wants to touch it, but nobody wants to touch right, it. Right. And, you know, it's been a. I, I don't know. I, I can't in my lifetime of 50 years. I don't remember there ever like ever being a clear harmony going on at the, at the border. It's been a, it's, it's been a problem for every president, as far as I know. And Tom, Mm -hmm. you, you, you go back a few more years. I, you know, I I know a lot of people try to make it political and obviously there's some nuances there. It's always going to be political in the United States because everything is, Yep. but yeah, it's that something's got to be done. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can't accept millions and millions and millions of people just walking across your border. It just is not going to work. It's not working so far. The crime rate has gone. How many young kids and women have lost their lives because of this? I mean, I, last I count, it's like 20 people have been killed by people who crossed the border illegally. Now, that doesn't mean that all 8 million of them are going to do that. But 8 million people is a lot of damn people. Yeah, in in a country that you know is already having a having problems taking care of yeah you know taking care of its own. So I mean that's always going to be the argument there too. You know, they're human beings. I don't wish them any Absolutely. ill will or any of the rest of it. But I just don't know. What I love is people who live in you know cozy acres out in the middle of nowhere. We need to bring more people into the inner city. Why? Because you don't live there. Is that why? It's just it's. There's a really uh, hey, listen, the border at Cozy Acres will always be defended. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Ain't nobody getting into that place. Yeah, I think that's the one thing we do need to address. Instead of just <clears throat> ripping each other to shreds because we don't believe the same things or don't have the same politics, could you look at it from a human element? I mean, these are still human beings no matter what – and again, if you're harming them, you're harming their loved ones, their family, their friend. You harm everybody when you do. Why do you want to do something like that? Right? Makes no sense to me. No, it doesn't. You're right. Do you have about any happy that. news? Because I know you got to get going here, but got to get a little happy news at the end here, don't we? Oh, not by the look on your face. We ah, the U of M <laughs> named a new president. Woo! Who we got? 
I believe this gal from uh, Michigan. Yeah, she was the president of research and innovation at University of Michigan. Oh no. Research and innovation. That's well, we I think that you sort. I think I, maybe I was explaining yesterday. Depending on who the choice was, it was very clear, like where the U was trying to put its priorities. And um, yeah, University of Michigan is very highly regarded. So, and mm-hmm. you know, there all there's been all sorts of talk about what's going to happen with the hospital system right. and the teaching mm-hmm. hospital. And you know, I, I got to believe that she's got something to do with all that but. yeah it makes sense maybe she me. could do a little research and innovation and help us find a new football coach <laughs> oh i like it oh hey it works for me hey, on PJ. i'm sorry get out row the boat come on <laughs> well, you're not rowing tevin oh, sorry why no, aren't you rowing <laughs> you're not rowing tevin yeah he's i'm not a fan of his at all that whole deal i, if, I don't know i i well, we ain't got time to get into DJ. <laughs> How about this one? We'll close with this. Catherine comes to me and goes, Tom, I know that you're the head coach now at the University of Minnesota football team, but I'm going to go and hop in the hot tub with the players, okay? No. No, it's not okay. You know, that did happen. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't when know about this? Happen? What is going on? This is quick. Yeah, a few years ago. Oh, you don't remember that? No, I don't remember this. She Were decided all of a sudden she's going to get in the hot tub with the players. Like, what the hell are you doing? What are you thinking, lady? Actually, some listener call in and tell us because listeners will know about this. It's like I don't. I'm not saying anything went wrong. That one, I nothing happened, but it's just it's not a good look. Is all I'm saying. Well, well, I'll think about what would happen if if um, PJ were to get in a hot tub with a bunch of cheerleaders. That would not be good either. That's true. Tell me what that. Tell me what the optics would be of that. Yeah, that's not good. There's no question right. about it. But yeah, yeah we'll track I'm not, it down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go look this up. All right. That was several years ago, actually. It was several years ago. But yeah, okay. Never been a fan of his. I just, he's, anytime you got to go with row the boat, he's like, get away from me. Why don't you coach a winner? How about that? Why don't we Man, coach a winning team? It's everywhere, too. It's like a cult. If you go inside their football oh, facilities, yeah. mm-hmm. we yep. were there for, my kid was there for a camp a couple years ago, and it, it's like the row the boat cult everywhere. Oh, yeah, it is. The church of row the boat. Row the boat, baby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see good news, tune in uh, at about 9 o'clock. It's 845 right now, 9 o'clock, because uh, Chris Eggert's going to do the news from a hot tub on the Channel 5. Nobody uh, wants that. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants, wants to see the, the, the one-legged 50-year-old. In a bunch of hot water. Nobody wants to see Ooh, that. Oh, hot water. There you go. I like that. That's a good take on it all, man. All right, Chrissy, we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Bye. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Did you guys find anything about the uh, hot tub? Uh, nope. Can't, can't find anything related There's to his wife, Heather. In it's, a been hot erased. it's been erased yep. from the from the interweb scrub. Has it really? Um, I, and I'm not saying anything went wrong or she did anything wrong. It's just not a good look. Yeah, it definitely is weird. Like if it if it did happen, I would say that. Yeah, not a. You know, I don't want my wife 
it, it doesn't matter if it's the players you're coaching or just a random group of dudes. Like, hey, maybe we don't. Nah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Um, is, do we have a phone number that people call in, or do you like to have them text in? We actually um, have a phone guest we're going to have after the break. We, we were able to make it kind of work around. I know we've got a comedian at the top of the hour, but Mr. Money Talk is going to probably try to join us here mm-hmm. after the break. Yeah, it's a magnificent idea. Then call in at 952-600-2576. Five. 625-76? And five. No, okay. 75. 75? Okay. 75. 75? Yes. 2575. Oh. Nice in, nice info there, Tevin. Give him the wrong number. Some uh, guys at home now. Huh? What? Why are you calling me? Uh, I'm trying to sleep. We'll you ruined love it. to update the call sheet in the studio. <laughs> then. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on now. It's like, okay, why don't we pay attention? And that'll be good. Uh, we shall be right back. We have a very special guest. What's his name? Like Josh something? I can't remember. Smosh Parnold. Smosh Parnold. That's exactly right. We'll be right back. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? Want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination Key West grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. Started out helping his friends find homes locally and in Florida. And now he can help you. If you've considered living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in Realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesotan friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us, as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends. Contact Matt and Kristen. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Or call Matt at 612 791 Two three four five six one two seven nine one two three four five, and work with local professionals you can trust. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees are back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to Set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm 
working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 930, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I, thought I, was, I wanted to be a radio guy there, so I was thinking about it. So I hit the button a little like because I just, you know, Josh Arnold's on the phone, is he not? He is. How many times in your life, Josh, and this will mean nothing to Tevin and AJ, but how many times in your life have you been referred to as Eddie Arnold? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a lot. I knew it. I knew a that's lot. true. A lot. Um, my goodness. But I'm I, telling I you. kind of thank you. I thank you for that. That's a famous, famous uh, star. It's all true. CNW star. He was. He was. Yep, you're right. How do you like them? Them apples. How about this for a nickname, though? Because when I was a kid, there used to be, and I think it was Texaco, Texaco gas stations. There's still some of this. I don't think there are any Texacos left in Minnesota. No. Maybe there are. I don't think so. I haven't seen one in forever. But I don't think so. But there was a guy named Barney that did their commercials. And back in the day, you had a little little tube that you'd run across, and it would signal in store that there's somebody. Because they used to come out and pump your gas for you back in those days. Mm-hmm. You didn't they have to do it They still do in New Jersey. In New, in New Jersey, Jersey, that's right. It, yep. It's a law. Got to have yep. somebody pump your gas. So every time somebody would drive over that little pipe and Barney, of course, of course, my nickname when I was a little boy, too. But I got the new nickname because every time that, that little chime would go off, he would go outside and fill up their car in the commercial. So my name became Barney Doing Doing. And then just oh, Doing good. Doing. Hey, Doing oh. Doing, how you doing? It's like, eh, great. What a great nickname. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. It's just, you know, it's oh. part of life. That's, hey, Doing Doing, how are you? That's fighting words. That's fighting words. <laughs> Speaking of fighting words, we've been talking quite a bit about this for about a week now, and I, I saw another uh, special on it last night, the fact that how, how did we get to a point, Josh, where people, and I'm not asking it just because it's your profession all the rest of it, but people used to think, I never did think that I could do my own investing. Uh, I never thought for one second I would have anywhere near enough knowledge to get that done. Have people accepted now that they do need a professional to do their investment uh, investing for them? I don't. I don't think so. I think that no. Um, no I think that a lot of people uh, still think, "Oh, I can do that. That's easy." Yeah, it's easy. I just have to. I just have to pay attention to what Josh Arnold says on. Josh Arnold says on uh, the Tom Bernard uh, Morning Show. Just follow that advice. And I can do it myself. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, there no. you go. Oh, hold on. You follow Josh's advice just on radio, and I can do it myself. Well, that might be that might be true. And I do know that uh, people have called in or called my office, having heard me on radio for a long time, and said, "Geez, you're not on regular uh, radio anymore. We can't get your." free advice it was always so good i said well have to go someplace else but 
having a professional, not only in investing, but in other, uh, other businesses mm-hmm. typically serves you well. It, no, I think I think it's absolutely true. I, I, look, I mean, it's like a situation where I feel like crap. I think I'll diagnose myself. No, I think I'll go no. to the doctor and get the, the professional. I mean, going to professionals is a good thing. Plus the fact it ends up making you money, not losing you money. And if you invest your own money, you're probably going to lose it because you and I don't know what the hell we're doing by you and I, I mean the public. I could never invest my own money. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Well, you're you're also emotionally attached. True, yes. And the worst thing that can happen is market the stock market sells off. I don't normally see this in the bond market, but in the stock market, when stocks start selling off, and that happens several times during the course of the year in a normal year. Yeah. Uh in a normal year, three to four times during the course of the year, the stock market comes down 5 to 10%. I will not tell you how many people during those, those periods of time, having bought higher, will sell lower. Because the belief is, oh, it's going to keep going down to zero. Right. Instead of having a strategy that, okay... When the market pulls back, I want to be a buyer. Things go on sale. I want to be a buyer at that, at that time. Uh, in my investment career, which does span a few decades, uh, I have found that the market, the stock market has never gone to zero. Right. It has gone down. I mean, the market as a whole. Now, there are some stocks that have gone to zero. Uh, But the market has gone down and then has recovered, even during the worst possible times. Uh, And, I mean, if you want something that was really scary, and that's just fairly recently, and not just in 2022 when the market overall just continued to fall, and over the course of the year, the S&P in 2022 was down 19.5%. Um, that's in 2022. But in 2020, the stock market, measured by the S&P 500, uh, dropped about eight different times, anywhere from five Yeah. And in March of 2020, in a two-week period of time, when we had a government-mandated shutdown, the market dropped 35%. And there was a lot of fear, not only on Wall Street, uh, because the talking heads played up that fear, uh, but on Main Street as well. Oh, my goodness, the world is ending. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> 2020, with all the ups and downs, uh, was one of my better years 
in terms of, of returns. Uh, the I like to, to talk about this, but it is real money. The, uh, we'll just call it uh, priority client port portfolio, which is real money. Uh, that year was up 66% net after fees. So that was a very, very good year. And I it did tell my thing. client, that's a lot of up and down, but it was just also a matter of being in some of the right areas, as I do concentrate in investing in companies involved in the Internet, leisure-related businesses, China-related businesses, real assets, such as real estate. And I do some short-term trading to try to take advantage of some opportunities as I see them. There you go. All right, Pally, we got to go, but uh, you got to go. You yeah, man, go. we got another guest coming up, Pally. No, you know, fi- no, no. It's a five-minute segment, you I, big baby. Oh, that is true. But in any time that things are up, things do go down, so I have to give give that. Uh, but if somebody wants to get in touch with me to get a little bit more personalized for their particular situation, they can Wonderful. always give me a call at 952-925-5608. We'll get it done. Thank you, sir. We will talk to you on Friday on The Family Show. We will look forward to it. Thanks. No question. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Elia will join us right after this. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell maybe not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home but it's also the biggest air filter in your house lucky for you zero res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their love your rug special get three rooms zero resified starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway don't forget dirt and dander's favorite hiding place your air ducts this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean Call Zero Res right now, 952-Zero-Res, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at zeroresminnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business zero resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same, Zero Res. Is that text you're sending so important that you miss your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. You damn right it is. Oh, one one tip I should give you. Yeah, what's that? 
uh, when we have a, a guest on and you both have your doors open, I could hear every word you were saying on the phone. <laughs> oh, oh well, I'll, I'll close. We'll start closing. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, that's fine. It's it just I, I literally could hear you every word you said behind him. So yeah, just make sure the doors are closed because you know you get you get fired up. I understand. Yeah, you know I was just I'm excited to have Paul Elia L or E L I A on the show here. Yeah, Paul Elia. How do you spell Paul? As long as you can spell Elia, you may as well spell his first name too. Well, just P A U L, I believe. Yeah, is you know, yeah, last time Paul. I checked, the traditional way. Paul, I don't know why you have to put up with this at the very beginning, but I guess you do, so you know. How you doing, pal? You know, Tom, I am doing fantastic. I also heard everything, and my door is closed. So. <laughs> yeah, so there you go, pal. No, when It was out over the air, so it all worked out, basically. Uh, Paul Ely with us, ladies and gentlemen, his first one-hour stand-up special, Detroit Player, available now on YouTube. Uh, this is the first Iraqi-American stand-up special to release. It was filmed in Paul's hometown of Detroit. It was produced by Basim Yosef uh, and Matt Reif uh, as the executive producer. So, Paul, I want to hear all about it. So, first of all, do I, I got to be honest with you. I did a lot of uh, a lot of moving around. I used to work for Capitol Records, and Detroit was part of my territory. I love Detroit. You don't want to hear people say that enough. I, I absolutely, I do. I love, but I love very urban areas anyway. Is that why I love Detroit? Oh, man, Tom, I mean, you, you, you've been around, man. You've seen and heard so many, you know, uh, stories. And then uh, I'm sure around the country, man, Detroit is such a beautiful city. It has such yep. a unique story. And uh, I'm, I'm so proud of Detroit. Even when I moved to L.A., I would always just tell people I'm from Detroit. And, like, people would make that face that it's like, <laughs> oh, Detroit. <laughs> and then I would rob them. So Good. Good. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Detroit is, uh, especially now, it's so vibrant, and, you know, people aren't ashamed about it, aren't afraid of it, and, you know, I'm just really excited to, about Detroit. Yeah, I love Detroit. As a matter of fact, I, I do believe I still hold the record as the last white man to ever go in the top hat. It was wonderful. You ever been, <laughs> you ever been in a top hat? I've been to the top hat, but I'm telling you, that is a great accolade. Like, forget the Radio Hall of Fame. Last <laughs> you to walk out of top hat. For a white man to walk in and out of top hat and stay alive was quite an achievement. I will tell you that, Paul. You know. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Tom. Well, thank you, Paul. I really appreciate it. You know, it's so great uh, to get back talking to comedians. Comedians are some of my favorite people in the world. Your takes... Uh, your angle on different things from person to person to person to person it changes a great deal. I just love that. You get so many different perspectives. And I, I there was a time, I suppose, during COVID when, when comedy suffered and it was too bad because nobody wanted to go out and nobody wanted to do this. I do not think that America could exist without comedy. I'm very serious about that. No, I fully agree. You know, and honestly, this is what inspired me and Matt Reif start our own show during COVID. Like during this time, uh, there was no comedy and at all. Everybody was just in their house going crazy right. and everybody's yeah. tour date stopped. Everything was halted. And I, I remember I was telling Matt, we were just talking on the phone and we we're just like, how is there no attempt at bringing any sort of entertainment back? And we live in the entertainment capital of the world. Yeah, There's no 
no one is trying to do this. Paramount, uh, Netflix, uh, you know, uh, whatever streamer, nobody's trying to do something. So that's why, like, during that time, we started Loki Comedy Show. And I'm so proud of this. We were the first people to bring live entertainment back to Los Angeles doing stand-up on the back of a pickup truck at various alleys <laughs> and performance spaces. Uh, looking back, <laughs> well, were there one or two people as a little boy that inspired you to say, hey, you know what, what they're doing, that's what I want to do. Do you have a couple of people like that? Yeah, there definitely is. Uh, the first person is Richard Pryor. I mean, oh God, yes. I, oh, yeah. my, my mom, yeah, my mom didn't want me to watch Richard Pryor. <laughs> and so she would, you know, just, she didn't want me to watch the comedy. But as a young kid, I was watching how honest he was. And I yep. was like, wow, he's saying a bunch of stuff that I would never feel comfortable saying. And like his <laughs> level of truth telling was yep. so crazy. I'm like, he's talking about setting himself on fire. Yep. He was so high, he set himself on fire. I'm like, that's something I would never have the guts to tell anybody. And like he, he just really invited people into his private life. I, like, I want to try to do that. So I would like go to people in school and be like, hey, you know I pooped my pants? <laughs> I was just like, See, I would laugh. I'd laugh at that. <laughs> I was like, that's my version of setting myself on fire. So I would just tell people all these like really vulnerable stories and definitely Richard Pryor. Um, I was such a huge fan of Jim Gaffigan for so long. Like yeah. his structure yeah. to say to like how he would speak. I'm like, it's almost like he's speaking a new dialect. So like I would see the way he would form jokes. So, um, you know, those are just two of many, you know, but I'm uh, definitely inspired by a lot of the greats. Paul, the reason I ask you that is, is uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a young guy. He's probably 21, 22 years old. And he was talking about comedy. He loves comedy, this and the other thing. And I, and I said to him, well, what's your take on Rodney Dangerfield? And he goes, who's that? He had no idea who Rodney Dangerfield was. He's 22 years old. <laughs> this kid's got no respect. You know what I mean? I kid, you I know? not know who I am. I, my favorite <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield story is still, Je you know Jeff Cesario, don't you? Yeah, Jeff and I are really good friends from back in the old days. Jeff tells a story about the first time he ever met. He was walking down toward the comedy store with Jerry Seinfeld. And he said, hey, Rodney's appearing there tonight. You want to meet Rodney? He goes, God, I'd love to meet Because Jeff had just moved to L.A. from Minneapolis-St. Paul like a week earlier. So they're walking by the comedy store. And as they're coming up on it, Rodney comes out and he's about to get in his limousine. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld says... Rodney, I'd like you to meet somebody. This is a very good friend of mine, very funny young man, great writer. Rodney, I'd like you to meet Jeff Cesario. And there's a pause, and Rodney goes, Cesario, huh? Italian, huh? Stick to the tumbling. <laughs> man, your Rodney is killer. I, for some reason, can do a lot of impressions. I don't know why I can do that. I have no idea why I can do that. But maybe it's... Because I paid attention. Maybe that's what it is. Oh no! Honestly, I'm 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 the same way. Like I, I do impressions of like a few celebrities, but mostly I do impressions of like people in my neighborhood that no one has <laughs> ever met. Like, <laughs> and then people be like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "Oh, if you met James, you'd be like, oh, that is so James.'" <laughs> Paul, like my, why do my you SNL have... audition tape? 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Paul, you have a great attitude about this whole thing, and I, I, I think you, you would inspire a lot of young comedians. You know, some of these guys get a little edge to them or whatever, but your approach to it, and a very human take on things, you enjoy yourself, therefore we enjoy you. That's very smart, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always tell people, like, write what you know and don't try to be anybody else but you. And yep. I think it's, like, the hardest thing to do for a lot of people because they feel like they need to be what the algorithm says they should be or what the Internet is. Like, oh, I got to be a crowd work guy or I got to do this or I'm going to be really edgy, but they themselves are not. So really mm -hmm. being able to be you, and it just translates. I mean, you know, Tom, like, you've been in the game for so long, like, you know, you, you can you can tell when someone's telling the truth on stage and when someone is just being some sort of, you know, yeah. uh, like even yeah. with radio, like uh, like I'll talk to you, they'll be like, hey, Paul, uh, we're going to go live in a second. And then they're like, all right, you're here on live, 45, 45, over here. Can you imagine if I did that with this voice? Hey, how you doing, man? It sounds like I want to kill you. <laughs> that would not be good. Not at all. Now, Paul, uh, your first one-hour stand-up special Detroit player available now on YouTube, but I need to know, when are you coming to town so you can come in the studio? Man, I would love to come into town. Uh, I am about to put together a uh, big tour. Um, once Detroit, I'm waiting on Detroit player to cook a little bit, and I got a sure. bunch of cities and a bunch of interests, so I'm definitely going to come to the town, man. Would love to come kick it with you guys, of course. But I'm not, I don't want the answer today, but when you do come in Studio Live, I want the answer to why women need to date short men. I love that take. Yeah, you know, I just feel like the, the just, you know, real quick without giving too much away, I feel like the <laughs> bar on height has been raised. Thank, yes. thank you, Paul. I Very can't good. Thank reach you. it anymore. Wait, Paul, <laughs> just for our listeners, how tall are you? I'm five foot eight and a half. There it is. That's good. And that half and, makes a difference. And I've had, yeah, you know, and I, I and I make sure I'm like, well, please put some respect on my half. I worked really hard to achieve that, and it's like women will be like, oh, five foot eight and a half, no thanks, and I'm just like, no thanks. I'm like, oh, why? Why? What's? I thought I was an average heighted guy. Like Google says, I'm average height. But it's yes. like, they're like, oh, no, now six foot is considered <laughs> average height. Let me put it this way, Paul. We can close with this. My best friend ever is a guy named Andy Fisher. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. But Andy was about five foot seven. You would not want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Andy Fisher because he could beat the piss out of six foot seven guys. He was five seven, but he lived at about eight foot seven. I will tell you that. So be careful <laughs> with the little guys because uh, you might – you might take home a little, a little damage, I guess is the best way to put it. Paul, I definitely, you got to come in when you come to town. I would love to sit across from you and talk about Detroit Player. I'm sure it's going to do very, very well. Love your attitude, your delivery, the whole deal. So uh, come back very soon, sir. Thank you, Tom, and honored. Oh, apparently the. You got a quick hook there from Art, it seems. Yeah, we're, yeah but it's because we're about four minutes over. But see, that's the problem. I get guys like Paul Ilian. I just love talking to him. He's got so much energy, and he's so happy about it, and very honest. I'm five foot eight and a half, and blah 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 blah. I love mm. people like that. They come on and tell the truth. Yeah. And yeah. Then, surprise, surprise. The short guy says girls need to date more short guys. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, how tall are you, AJ? 
Uh, it depends on the shoes I'm wearing, but it's either 5'7 or 5'8. So pretty average. Apparently not. Oh, it's not? <laughs> well, that's, you, but, well, that's, be average. that's what Paul was saying. And also, Paul wanted us to uh, specify that his last name is E-L-I-A because sometimes, I guess it gets misinterpreted. People look for a different Paul and something else comes up. Um, so uh, his special is Detroit Player, and that's on YouTube. But, um, yeah, when I looked that up, it's like uh, everything I've been told my entire life is – 5'8 is about like the average for for a guy. But the thing is, is. I, I feel yeah. like I, I run into people the, every day that are like six foot or taller, like Tevin. I see yeah. Tevin every day and I'm the like, average you know. is five foot nine. Okay, but okay. it was there was a trend where girls were always like in their Tinder profiles or dating apps would be like, if you're not six foot, don't talk to me. And so then that I think kind of made everybody think, well, everybody must be six feet or taller. But I feel like most people are not that tall. Mm, I think you're absolutely right. And I will tell you, I know we got to go to break, but I would say this. Yeah. Uh, at my, at the tallest, I was six, one and a half. I now am barely six feet tall. So as you go on in life, you are going to get shorter anyway. So I'm going to so look calm like, down. I'm going to look like Gelfand here in a few years. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I said, I want to. <laughs> I love that man. Great. See, that's my that's the great thing about my life. Nobody could be further left than Gelfand, and nobody could be further right than Mike Lindell, and I love them both. Maybe show a little con, you know, a little patience. Calm down. I don't agree with everything that Gelfand says, and I don't agree with everything Mike Lindell says, but I think they're both great human beings. Nothing wrong with that, is there? No, no. no treat people like people. Like, settle yeah. down for Christ's sake. Relax. Right? Right, right. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Speaking of experts at the business, God, I wish that Kristen Burt would come on and go, Hey, Tom, how you doing this morning? How's everything going? Do her disc jockey voice. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Although it might be a little weird if she's talking about the Rust trial in a disc jockey voice. Ooh, you know, he shot her right in the head. I don't know if you know that or not. It is a lot of yeah. Alex Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Kristen Burt joins us right after this. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. 
But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365 day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are back. Kristen Burt with us. I need to, you guys to, to do something for me. Yeah. Because I keep getting messages from people um, that I know that go, I have no idea how to download a podcast. How do you do that? So I don't want to be. Is there a very simple, you just type it in, don't you? And you click on it and you're there, aren't you? Yeah, it's as simple as if you're on your computer, you can go to TomBernardShow.com and all of the episodes are live there. Just look for the big play button and it can play right off of there. That being said, if you're on your uh, your iPhone, your Android, your, your mobile yeah. phone, uh, if you go to whatever app store, whether it's the Google Play Store or uh, iPhone App Store, mm-hmm. Tom Bernard Show, um, it'll have all of the episodes on there. You can just, once again, Load in, hit play. It'll play the most recent one, and you can just go. Uh, you go for hours, yep. and I don't see why you wouldn't want yeah. to. Or, or just go to Google and type in Tom Bernard podcast, and the website's the first link. So. Yes, that too. That's wonderful. Now, we don't have time for Kristen anymore after that descriptor. So, Kristen, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Is that the plan? Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> What's happening? Hi. <laughs> Good morning. You wanted my my radio voice. Hey, man. Yes. yes. <laughs> Now it's my radio voice. KB in the AM. I used to spend a lot of time when I was a teenager. DGY. I'd growl. And then there's like the entertainment tonight voice. There's actually like an entertainment, on camera entertainment reporter voice, Mm -hmm. and entertainment tonight kind of put the stamp of approval on that. And you'll notice that they talk. When we're talking about Kevin Costner, he was a man who was filming four movies at one time. Oh, yeah, they it's do like that. It's like a sing-songy, yep. it drives me bananas, honestly. I hate it. I couldn't agree more. I, it's not for me, no question. Chris and Bird Entertainment News, brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now, Mike Bilski, who owns uh, North American Banking Company, called me last night because I criticized the twins on the show yesterday, and he said, Tom, Tom, it's the second or third game in the preseason. Calm down. I know you love the Twins, but you're literally destroying them the first couple of descriptions. How <laughs> so dare you? <laughs> Mike is one of my best friends in the world, and he, he calls me and goes, calm down, Tom. About, I would say 90% of the time when Mike Bilski calls me, he starts up by going, calm down, Tommy. <laughs> I was like, Yes, sir. No problem. <laughs> and you listen. I do listen. There's no question about it. So what's new, sister? 
Well, yesterday we kind of teased that we talk a little bit about the Russ trial. I just want to give everyone yes. updates yes. since the first part of the trial is going on with the armor, and that is Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. She was the one who was in charge of, of course, the ammunition and all of the firearms on the set of Rust. And honestly, we're only a few days in. It's not looking great for her. Um, yeah. She's charged with involuntary manslaughter as well as uh, tampering with evidence. And that tampering of evidence is handing off a bag of cocaine to another crew member Ooh. once the investigation started. Ooh. So there are allegations from the prosecution that she was drinking and doing cocaine the night before the shooting. Mm. You start off like really on the wrong foot with all of yep. this. Um, yesterday, one of the dolly grips on set um, testified, and it's pretty devastating testimony. You can see the PTSD that is there. I mean, when you mm -hmm. witness a shooting, this is going to stick with you the rest of your life. And he just said um, he just couldn't believe how flippant um, the armor's attitude was. She would carry around ammunition like in a fanny pack. Um, where normally an armorer, and he's like, look, I've worked 30 years in this business. They're strict. There are rules. There are regulations. Mm -hmm. You can't go near anything. And she was just very casual the entire time. And, um, you know, the, the prosecution has also shown photos of some of the ammunition. And it shows you, like, the blanks. You can see a couple of the live bullets actually mixed in with the blanks. Oh. So if you have a sloppy set you know yep. mistakes happen and some of that blame is also going to alec baldwin and the other producers for cutting corners and you know having such a low budget that it wasn't that they weren't able to really run that strict set that you normally would mm -hmm. but when it comes to firearms and when it comes to this type of situation on a set you have to make sure that all your t's are crossed and all your i's are dotted yeah and you mentioned a dolly grip what what is that or what does he do who is yeah. that on the set so the dolly grip is the camera grip. So there is a dolly where the camera kind of moves back and forth. They are in charge of working with the cinematographer mm -hmm. and moving that camera along while the cinematographer is focusing in on the shot. Oh, okay. I knew you would ask too. Yeah, you know I that? Like, I was like, I, was I like... can't be the only one that has no idea what she's talking <laughs> dolly about. Dolly right grip now. is so random. It sounds like a fake job, but it's actually a very crucial job if you want a shot that is in focus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... Um, and they did announce that Alec Baldwin's trial would start July 9th. Mm -hmm. So it will happen this year. He tried to get it pushed ahead. He wanted it to happen this spring. It's not going to happen until this summer. Um, and it's important to note also that the Dolly Grip does have a civil suit out against the production, including Alec Baldwin, the producers. And they're saying, well, hey, are you crying and giving this testimony because it'll help your own civil case? And he said, you know what? No, I like I'm traumatized by this situation. I also this has affected not only everyone on set and changed lives forever, but it's also affected the entire entertainment industry, which is true. Yeah. It has changed regulations, which for the better, of course, but at the same time, um, you know, the situation shouldn't have happened to begin with. It's very, very sad, that whole thing. It just, yeah, it should, none of it should have happened. Why did it, Kristen? I just don't understand how it was handled so loosely that that could even happen. You know, we always know, and an organization starts from the top down. It starts mm -hmm. with leadership. So at the end of the day, even if a producer wasn't on set that day and they didn't pull the trigger, you know, I'm excluding Alec Baldwin in this moment, 
you're still responsible for making sure that mm -hmm. your actors and your crew are safe on set at all times. And if you're cutting corners, we know that safety is actually one of the first things that gets cut. Um, it's oftentimes, and, and it's crazy to see, uh, like think about that, but like oftentimes even craft services, which is like the fuel for the cast and the crew all the time. Like all of a sudden you're serving them just like cold sandwiches and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Like things like that, that you think, well, you know, that's a luxury. Actually, it's not. When you're on set for 16 hours, right. being able to be well rested, well fed, making sure that when there are stunts or there are firearms on set, those things are buttoned up completely. And to go back to a conversation that we've had for a long time on this show, Alec Baldwin has been doing low budget, straight to video movies because he has a large young family to support and his career. Yeah. He's not making $20 million the way he used to. Isn't that amazing that that can even happen? I mean, well, yeah, there is birth control. I mean, having no, 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 that's not what kids. I meant. That's not what well, I meant I at all. You made the choice. Jeez, <laughs> you have a lot of kids. Well, you know what? It, but look at it. Look at the trail to this. He made the choice to have a lot of kids with right. Ilaria, who is not really Spanish. Right. Um, no. and, and you know, he's been controversial for a long time, and he's not make, doing those mainstream projects anymore. So then you have to go and do these low budget movies that are quick that you'll have quick turnaround and hopefully make a quick buck um but then you're doing things um you know with with very low budget cut in corners and you wind up with a tragic mistake which is not funny because yeah. lena hutchins you know had a young son she had a husband she had a great career and she's no longer with us you know, I understand what you're saying. Catherine and I had two children. They were both planned. And so I understand that it's a good idea to have a plan, you know. But it seems to me that Alec Baldwin's kind of guy, I'm going to have as many kids as I want, and you can't do anything about it. He kind of, he's <laughs> I, I mean, guy. I'm sure at a certain point when he was having a lot of kids, he could afford it. But it's getting to the point where you're like, kids are expensive. You live mm -hmm. in Manhattan. Yeah. He's selling his Hamptons home because that's no longer affordable for oh, him. Is really? Mm-hmm. And he's cut the price several times, so he is desperate to sell it. He even did a promotional video. You can find it on YouTube of him going like, this is my home. I Thinking that maybe yeah. his celebrity would mm -hmm. actually help it sell. So he's like one step away from like airbnb it to make a couple bucks now, I feel like. Probably. I mean, if you think about this, too, we had a six-month strike, so people were not working. Mm -hmm. Plus, he has paying out all of these lawyers now. And when you talk about actors being over-leveraged, we saw a lot of fire sales on homes uh, of actors that you would be surprised. Uh, thinking, they must be making a ton of money and living a good life. Well, there's a lot of actors that were just living paycheck to paycheck. Of course, getting extraordinary large paychecks, but they weren't living below their means. So right. that when those paychecks right. dry up, whether it's a strike or a pandemic, they're in a lot of trouble very quickly. Well, I might close with this one because I've, you know, observed it over the years and I've been involved in it myself that you do really well and you feel like you need to help people. The one warning Uncle Tommy can give you, whether you're an actor or you do whatever, be very, very careful helping other people because they have no problem stealing your money. They need help and you give them help and they still steal from you. That's it's disgusting. So be very MC careful. MC Hammer has one of the greatest stories yeah. about that. He, yep. His entourage all of his money gone. Or Dane Cook. God, Dane Cook's another Dane one Cook's with his another, brother. It was his own brother, exactly. 
And didn't his brother bury the money and they still don't know where it is? I don't know where it is. And he's in, <laughs> I, I don't know if he's out of jail, but he did go to jail for the embezzlement. And they no longer speak, so. No, it's when the money, when the dollar pops up, you no longer exist. It's all about, and by the way, world politics and, and all of it has got, it's all about money. Everything's about money now, which is disgusting. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> we gave uh, you the great silence, the great pause, Tom. <laughs> yeah, what a shock. Stab me. Here, let me turn around so you can stab me right in the back. Okay. Stab, you know. <laughs> no, we run a safe set here, Tom. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, we do have a safe set? Yep. We have a safe set here. I'm not going to reach to the screen and grab you. I have never been shot, but a guy did put a gun to my head once when I was 16 years old. Did that ever happen to you? Uh, no. It's not, not good. comfortable. It's not that comfortable. That sounds scary. He was very drunk, and then he pulled the trigger, and it was empty. Thank God. But he thought that was very funny until I kind of mentioned to him, that's not funny. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward. And no one would be scared of my fist. That's the problem. Yes, they would. Let so me see So I don't want Make that to happen to me. Make a fist. Here we go. Look at the size look at of that cute, thing. Look at my little wrist. Said, look, look at my at that, cute little wrist. Well, look at how bony that is. That would hurt if you hit me right in the nose with that bone. I come from, like, tiny stock. Like <laughs> Tiny stock. Tiny stock. There are tiny women in my mom, on the mom, my mom's side of the family. So yeah, It all works out. They're just little boned. <laughs> all right, Pally, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Yes, I think we should talk Shogun tomorrow. Shogun. Shogun. It's back, but it, with a very big budget. All right, we'll get that done tomorrow. Thank you. You bet. Have a good day. Kristen Burt, Entertainment News, brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Any closing words from you fellas? AJ? Uh, you know, I, I'm not looking forward to potentially shoveling. Uh, yeah, I hope it does. Uh, you know. Yeah. I've also spent a lot of time, uh, I've been watching this show called Super Heist, where it talks about all these people that have robbed, like, real-life stories about robbing banks. So this all day yesterday, I thought of how I could pull off the perfect heist. So if you're ever looking to, you know, rob Wells Fargo, I've got some ideas. Okay, good. So you just going to back up the show from your prison cell? Is that how you're going to do it? Yeah, I think so. Studio line, I do, like, the you have sure. received a collect call from we'll, inmate number. We'll get you some quarters yeah. for the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the people. I, and we could close with this. You know, remember John Hines, of course, Hines and Berglin in the morning over at WLOL? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, John told me one time he got a call from Stillwater Prison, and I've been there many times just visiting friends that are in prison in Stillwater. Mm -hmm. But um, John went up there and they said, we want to do a fundraiser. So would you guys mind doing a morning show from the from a cell at Stillwater Prison? And John and you know, Bob Berglund both said, yeah, I think it'd be kind of interesting. We could raise some money and help people out. Well, apparently the people who were in prison, not by their own choice, wandered by and said, hey, you guys going to do a morning show from that cell? I think I'll firebomb you. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't do the morning show from the cell. No, nope, we'll do it from outside the prison. Yeah, we'll little, do it from the yard. Firebomb. <laughs> Can you imagine being firebombed in a prison cell? Oh no! Well, there was the, the movie The Longest Yard. There's a yes. firebomb scene in that, and yep. I remember as a little kid being like, "That is absolutely horrifying. I never want to go to prison." All jokes aside, oh, all jokes aside, that is like incredible innovation to like do that with how limited resources in. Just how locked oh, down everything yeah. is. Yep. Like a special type of criminal. Special type. Yeah, exactly. No question. All right, fellas, we will talk to you tomorrow. The family show will begin in about 10, 15 minutes.